Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. Today, I'm reading two pieces, one about how to have a lovely start to your day and the other about what happens when you let yourself go in the wrong direction. The first piece is entitled Assimilation. It's our time. It's not as early as it usually is, but there's still a lot to savor. First of all, and my favorite, there's bird song. I especially appreciate it in the days of early spring when I can open the windows and doors to let these beautiful sounds in after months of winter. But days and days of this beautiful music in summertime done did my appreciation one little bit. This morning, two distinct birds are carrying on conversations with their friends. One, a short series of cheeps. The other, a staccato of high-pitched, excited beeps. And now, a new friend has dropped into the mix with his slow and steady, deep-throated trills. Every day I'm able to easily hear this neighborly chat fills me with appreciation. Because here's the truth. Noisy crows like to take over and drown everyone else out. Now, it's not that I begrudge crows their time to check in and plan the day with their friends, but I do have to say I'm not a fan of their voices. To be fair, they are not the Luciano Pavarotti's of the bird world. There's something about hearing birdsong in the morning that softens me in places that can be hard, that start my day off with a sweetness that stays with me throughout the day. It's like a little blessing and a promise of what's to come. There are other components to my early morning routine that also bring me pleasure. A hot cup of small batch retro rocket coffee, roasted by a wonderful person I adore, served in my newt cup gifted by a friend. The coffee itself is just about perfect. Strong enough without any bitter aftertaste. Soft enough to bring my taste buds to attention, but not assault them. And just the right mix of soothing hotness and a call to get the let out that I need. I do have my favorites in the cup department, and I get to choose which one suits my mood every single morning. I know some people grab whatever cup is handy, but I treat my coffee cup selection with as much reverence as I do my jewelry. Coffee is just about the only vice I have left, and I bow down to it for that reason. Presentation is just as important as taste, so I make sure my cup selection represents my mood. I have oddly shaped cups from Ikea in muted greens and blues, southern flowers on fine porcelain, cute cylindrical white cups with a scattering of small red flowers, my new birthday cup, and, of course, Christmas cups that I never take out before December the 1st. All of these serve me and the coffee well, starting my day with flavor and feeling. 
After I sit down on the couch with my steamy cup of coffee, I settle in, place a blanket on my lap, no matter what the season, and calm myself. Just then, my cat Sid jumps up on my lap, turns around a couple of times, and settles in for his morning pets. Sid is an integral part of my morning, and he never fails to disappoint. He is a vigilant listener for any foreign sounds, and he takes his duties very seriously. So here we are, coffee, lap blanket, birds welcoming us to the morning, cat on lap. I'll tell you, I can't think of a more beautiful and soothing way to begin the day. Sid is 11 and a half pounds of sweetness and soft fur, warm on my lap. And when he looks up at me, closing his eyes slowly, which I read means he's telling me he loves me, I can almost be moved to tears. I know there's much to be made of an old lady with cats, but if you hadn't experienced this yourself, you are missing one of life's greatest gifts. After a while, that first cup of coffee gone or going cool, Sid departs and I have a second chance to ground myself in the quietness of the morning. My coffee has awakened just the right cells in my body to have me contemplate what the day holds, and I notice my brain beginning to become aware that soon... We'll have to leave this lovely spot and get on with life. If I'm lucky or haven't planned any activities until a little later, I treat myself to a second cup of coffee, smell the clean morning smells, notice the birds have mostly stopped their chatter and flown off, and count myself among the fortunate few that have the time to appreciate all that's available. I've cultivated this gratitude for life's bounty over the last few years, and especially during the months of the pandemic. I really needed something powerful to keep me going then. It hasn't always been this way for me, though. I've worked my way from being fearful of what might be coming next to gratitude for this very moment. And I believe I finally know what Ram Dass talked about all of his life. Be here now has new meaning, a deeper meaning than just enjoying myself. Ritual has become a part of my day, giving me a choice to begin it in a new way. Being silent and still allows an expansion of myself both outside and inside, granting me permission to do nothing except notice what I'm receiving. Life is constantly gracing us with gifts, and I believe it's our time to open our hands to receive them, letting them come into us, sweep through us, and become a gift to those we encounter every day, including ourselves. Piece number two. If you think you are too small to make a difference, try sleeping with the mosquito, the Dalai Lama. This piece is entitled Buzzed. You know the scenario. You're in bed, You've tossed around till you found just the right spot and positioned your body comfortably, signaling it to descend into a deep sleep. All is quiet and dark. And then you hear it. A slight buzzing noise, which you think is probably in another room. Silence. Okay, good. Just as your brain starts to turn off, there it is again, that buzzing, closer this time. You think, hmm, I'll just ignore it and hopefully it'll go somewhere else. But now, you are on a bit of an alert, listening to see where the buzzing is or where it might go. 
your body's kind of tense. Relaxation on the back burner. Your senses are like antenna. You wait. All seems quiet, so you begin to relax again. Almost. There's still that part of you that knows this is a mosquito and that it will not go quietly into the sunset anytime soon. But still, there have been a few moments and you haven't heard a thing. You squiggle down under the sheet and prepare to sleep. Just at that moment, there it is again, and much, much closer now. The mosquito seems to be buzzing around your head, round and round, closer and closer. You turn on the light to see if you can confront your attacker face to face, but find he's gone again. Common sense tells you it's fruitless to think you can sleep with this heat-seeking missile in the house, but you want to believe that you can summon enough serenity to will yourself to sleep. What to do then? Turn off the light and try for what you want? Or leave the light on and arm yourself with a fly swatter, towel, or bug spray? The last time this happened, you sprayed so much bug deterrent in the bedroom, you had to sleep on the sofa. Maybe a better tack this time would be a towel. So you wait, just to see if you can find any movement or sound that indicates where he might be. Hearing nothing, you get your towel from the bathroom, twist it into an almost lethal weapon, and settle in. You remember the mantra about all of us being God's creatures, but you just dismiss that thought immediately. While you're waiting, you think that mosquitoes must have some kind of built-in alarm system regarding humans out to get them. Or maybe it's the light that turns them off. Deciding to meet your attacker on his own turf, you turn off the light, waiting, listening. All is quiet for a moment or two, but soon the sound comes again, that buzzing that makes all your nerve endings stand at attention. You can almost feel the sound coming closer and closer, but you know it's too soon to let your towel fly. Sitting up, you feel you have an advantage, but you can't say precisely what that might be. Impatient to a fault, you remind yourself this is a good opportunity to practice that trait. Your breathing deepens, your eyelids lower, and you can feel yourself begging to drift off, even in a sitting position. Maybe you're safe. Maybe the mosquito has decided to take a nap, too. Just as you begin to think about lying down, there he is next to your ear, right in your ear, without warning. Twitching to the side, you swing wildly with the towel, hitting air. Adrenaline rushing, You search for that damn mosquito. Where the hell is he anyway? At this point, sleep has become impossible, so you stand in the bedroom, towel in hand, and wait. Slowly, that annoying sound begins again. Standing still, you let your eyes patrol the room, finding the offender. Wait, you tell yourself. Wait. Let him come to you, and you know he will, because it's your blood he wants. Your mind tells you, stay, don't move, stay, wait, almost time. There, gotcha, ha, who's your daddy now? Thrilled with victory, you take the towel to the bedroom sliding door and shake it outside, 
propelling that mosquito back to nature. Pleased with yourself, you climb back into bed, thinking how sweet sleep will be now. But your mind, your mind cannot get let go of the chase, the towel swinging, the demise of that mosquito. It relives these moments over and over until you finally decide, well, I just have to get up, get a cup of soothing tea, and read for a while until I settle down. Although it's a small thing, battle with a mosquito, it's not an insignificant event. And you deserve that cup of tea for all your efforts. That quote from the Dalai Lama comes to mind and you think, yeah, I'm my own warrior. Gotta love that. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on now that you ask podcast.com. Bye bye for now. <laughs>